Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, good morning. You can watch the show on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show right now. Watch the show on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. And you can watch it on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. Check it out. We uh, mixed up the helmets this week. Uh, We did add A&M and Kentucky. Because that's who Ole Miss and Mississippi State are playing. Um, Isn't that innovative? So... Uh, Also, Southern Miss and Delta State are also on the set right now. So you can watch the show on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, Don't forget that we are giving away a night at the Golden Moon Casino Hotel and two rounds of Dancing Rabbit Golf today. Uh, Give us a prediction on MSU A&M, Ole Miss Kentucky, and why. A brief why. As to why you pick uh, whatever it is you do, 24, 21, so on, and why that will happen. And that's how you enter, and you could win a night at the Golden Moon Casino Hotel. And we don't recommend spending the night at the casino, uh, like, you know, by the blackjack table. But they have hotel rooms, and then you can play Dancing Rabbit Golf. And before you go there, you can upgrade your golf bag at Edwin White's Golf Shop on County Line Road. But that's how you enter to win via the Ag Up. Equipment text line 601-885-3776. And again, you can watch the show right now on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. We welcome in Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Gene's Page, uh, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, all right, Steve, this uh, A&M offense is really struggling to score. They're not that good. Um, how would you describe the uh, the Mississippi State defense, personnel-wise, compared to the last eight to ten years or so? I think it's a good defense. Um, is it great? No, I, w- I wasn't about to say that yet, but I think it is, it is good. And I think this is going to be a very defensive game. A- A&M, really good in the red zone. They don't give up much when things get – 
and kind of constrain down there close. I think you're going to have to score from distance a little bit. And sometimes that's been a challenge for Mississippi State. But I think, you know, Anaya Smith being done for the year is very significant for A&M. He was their leading receiver, and they've only scored a handful of touchdowns via the pass. And so a lot of that's because of poor quarterback play with Haynes King. But and this Bulldog defense is basically going to have to hold serve, you know, with A&M. I don't think this is an explosive offense for the Aggies in any way whatsoever. Of course, Devin Achain is one of the best players in the country. But if you can find a way to contain him a little bit, make somebody else beat you, I think you're probably going to be in pretty good shape come uh, Saturday night. So I, I have it low scoring too. I mean, you think it's somewhere in the 24-21 range, or what do you see? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I, I think if, if you're A&M, you'd probably like it to be in the teens just because of the fact that sure. like, well, even last week they needed a defensive touchdown to reach the 20s and win the game. and. At no point in that game did it look like there was any rhythm on offense for Texas A&M, and now you've lost arguably uh, you know, your, your best playmaker, Nia Smith, and, and you hate that for the guy. I love that kid's game, uh, but now he's no longer part of the program due to a, an unfortunate injury, and, and we all knew it when we saw it. I mean, And that's the fear you have over the grind of an SEC schedule is you know, having guys get banged up. But, uh, yeah, it, I, I expect – a low-scoring game. I think it'll be an ugly game, too, because I think defensively both teams will make some plays. Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, as far as – so you feel like Mississippi State's defense is good, not – I think it's solid at best right now, um, especially up front. I don't see a lot of athleticism and speed. You see something different? You know, I think this group – it maybe has not played its full potential yet. Um, and it'll be interesting, too, against this A&M offensive line, but it's had some issues itself. I mean, if you saw the game last week, I mean, they, they rolled a couple snaps back and had three or four more uh, at Max Johnson's ankles, you know, and, of course, that disrupts the timing of the play. Uh, so it, this could be a, a chance for this defense to maybe have a really solid game, but I think some of that you have to factor in. There is some ineptitude on the Aggie offense, and – I do think this Bulldog defense has um, has the potential to be pretty good, and uh, I think it starts with that, that group up front. But you're going to need to exert yourself a little bit too, and I think this is a week where you can do that. I think you've got to go out there and stop the run because they're going to use Ot-Chain all over. They're going to move him around and get him in mass mismatches that are advantageous to the offense. The state's going to have to play really disciplined as linebackers are going to be stressed by a guy like him. And that's the thing with him. I, mean, I don't think State has anybody in that in the front or in that linebacker group that can run with that kid. And so if he gets loose and breaks the or contain, it's going to be a chunk play. Uh, do you expect Jaden Crumity to play for MSU? I, I think the only guy that didn't play last week that will play this week is Woody Marks. And I was told he could have played last week, but you didn't need him to play Bowling Green and win that ball game it's probably best to kind of get him some rest. You know, we all know he's had a couple of, you know, big hits on the lower end of things. He's come back in and played through them. But, uh, you know, those high ankle sprains are things that you know, don't just heal overnight. And so do I do expect him back. I, I, John Lewis dressed last week. Uh, there's possibilities you see him play this week. But I think Jaden Crumberty still probably a couple weeks out. Okay, what are they – where do you think – when you look at the Watson and Jet Johnson deal, uh, you know that's not the most athletic group. And you kind of take Tyrus Weed out, um, and I know Arnett does a little bit more with him. 
Um, what have you seen from Deshaun Page, uh, number 16, you know, as far as when he's spelled uh, at linebacker? What, what do you see from him? Yeah, he's played pretty well, and he's a guy, too, that I think will be you know, probably deeper in the rotation now, too. And he missed some time early in camp due to a family issue, and uh, Matt Brock told us you know, he was the most improved player in that unit from the spring. I think you're starting to see that a little bit, and I do think that he is a guy, too, that's maybe a, a tick ahead of some of those guys from an athleticism standpoint. I think it was just simply about kind of getting him reps and getting him ready. Okay. The back end, there's more athleticism. Um, obviously, with Richardson and Forbes, uh, Matthews for Mississippi State. Um, you feel like that defensive front can uh, contain A-Chain? Um, you know, Cam Young in the group without Crumity? What, what do you see? Well, they're not going to use him a lot in the middle of the field. You know, they're, they're going to try to get him out on the edges, and uh, they'll swing it out to him. Uh, they'll get him out there paired up with a linebacker in a pass pattern. And so I think the stress of stopping A-chain, number one, you got to move the line of scrimmage. Uh, that defensive front's got to you know, get up there and get a step forward. Uh, but I think by and large, a lot of that's going to boil down to how you handle it with the safeties. And can those guys go up there and set an edge and kind of prevent him from, from getting outside and getting into the secondary? And he is a very dangerous player. And, and that's the thing, too. In, in this conference, everybody's got a couple of those guys. You know, I think that's the issue with A&M. They don't have enough of those guys. You don't have enough offensive skill to really stress people. And, I, you know, we, we look at the um, – you know, the scoring this year. I mean, they had a uh, you know they had a, a Devin Achain 95-yard touchdown kickoff return against Sam Houston State, and that was a 33 nothing ball game. And you scored 33 points against an FCS team. And every other game since then, the offense has only been able to muster points in the teens. And now you've lost again your most explosive playmaker in the past game. And so I think you look at this, and I think if you're state, you just got to go out there. You got to get off the field on third down, and uh, A&M has not been elite when it's come to converting third downs, and this Bulldog defense has been pretty good against third down, but uh, can be better. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Let's flip over to the other side, this matchup between DJ Durkin and Mike Leach. Durkin went against this uh, offense the last two years. And last year, he really got the better of the offensive staff. Um, now, different deal, different time, so on. Will's a year older. You know, you got some other things uh, rolling for MSU. Um, but you you mentioned they're stingy in the red zone, and it's all about red zone scoring efficiency, whether it's offensive or defensive this day and age in, in football, college or NFL. 
So having said all that, uh, but they just prepped all last week for a team that ran 55 times and only threw it 19. So this is a total flip of the script for Durkin. Um, you know, how does that work in Mississippi State's favor going into this game? Well, I, I do think you're right about that. There, there's not any carryover. And Jimbo Fisher said that Monday. It's two different you know, variations of the spread. You got one that spreads you out and runs power running game, one that spreads you out and throws all over the field. And, you know, Will Rogers, you know, that's the thing. You look back at that Ole Miss game last year. Of course, the personnel, obviously, it's different. You know, Will Rogers had a good game against Ole Miss. And then you had, you know, what, a half dozen drops, three of them on one drop. He had four touchdown passes dropped, you know. And so I don't think that State goes into this thing feeling like they're overmatched in any way whatsoever. I think they feel like they can make plays against this defense. I, I just think, I think honestly, when you look up and down, this is not a shot at Ole Miss. I think, you know, the, 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 the two deep on this A&M defense is probably a little probably a little beefier, I guess, than what he had at Ole Miss. And so you've got a guy that runs a pretty good scheme with a little bit better personnel, so they're going to be a little bit stingier. But they, they are very impressive in the red zone. And I think you know, State has been a good red zone team offensively. So that, that really may boil down to what, how this game is decided is who wins in the red zone when State has the football. Yeah. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, driven by the Ram Trucks at Mackay and Flowood. What else are you looking at? Um, you've had, uh, what, what was it? A 51 or 52 yard field goal that would have been good for another 10 yards last week for Mississippi state, uh, against Bowling Green. I think that got some of the fan base excited. The fact that the, uh, the left foot, was it Rabin or Rayburn? It's Rabin. Yeah, yeah. Rabin. I mean, that was a hell of a kick. So he's the guy now he's the dude. Yeah, I think so. You know, Massimo Biscardi helps them on kickoffs. And it's, and it's interesting you bring up special teams. I did some analysis on this last night for my own show. You know, they put the ball out of the end zone on kickoff returns. And so when, when A&M kicks off, they, they've allowed, I believe, one return this year. All right, so that neutralizes the Tulu Griffin, Xavier Thomas thing a little bit. You look at their punt coverage, too. It's, it's elite. I mean, they're, they're getting one of, they have one of the better punters in the country. They cover those kicks. They get good hang time. So special teams play. It's been you know, kind of a weapon for Mississippi State the last few weeks. In many respects, kind of neutralized. And so that means this offense is going to have to drive, you know, 75 yards, you know, at times offensively. And when you've got a defense like that, I mean, that, that's a recipe for success if you're A&M because this is an offense sometimes, too, that struggles uh, with consistency on offense. But uh, I think it's going to be awfully interesting to see what State does. Ben Rabin and Massimo Viscardi have kind of shown with regularity they can put the ball out of the end zone. So you've got to do the same thing to them that they're trying to do to you, and that's limit Devin Achain's influence in the return game. You got to kick the ball away from him. Just kick it out of the end zone. And, I know, and listen, I know I know it's easier said than done, but this could be a situation where the kickers play a big role in this because of the fact that I do think teams are going to struggle to score in the red zone. So you probably got to kick some longer field goals. Right. And then when you go out there and have that subsequent kickoff. You can't give them plus territory. You got to go out there and put the ball out of the end zone. I think in a game like this, where every play and every possession matters, whoever wins battlefield position ultimately probably wins the football game. I think what you're describing is when you sign that many four and five star players like A and M, even though Jimbo Fisher's not a good offensive coordinator, it's almost like those elite teams are automatically most of the time good on special teams because they just put so many fast athletic players out there on those units too, right? Where you see some bleed over from MSU Ole Miss and Arkansas 
uh, as far as playing a ton of starters on special teams and so on. You see where I'm going there, Steve? Yeah, I do. And I, I think this is the importance, too, of uh, yeah, of, of recruiting solid kickers. And that's been one of the things that's been elusive at times from Mississippi State. When, when you know that you're not going to get scored upon on a kickoff, I mean, there's a lot of confidence, not just in your team, but your fan base and the atmosphere of the game. I mean, how many times have we seen it where even with, with Tulu Griffin, who is one of the elite return guys in the country, when that ball settles down short of the goal line, you kind of hold your breath a little bit because you think something big is fixing to happen, and sometimes it does. But when you can neutralize that threat, you, you give your team a chance to win exponentially here in, in, in an incredible way. And so I think that's something, too, to really watch the game within the game is who wins on special teams between Texas A&M and Mississippi State. Because I think you and I probably would agree this game's probably going to go down to what score. Mm. All right. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. How do you think the uh, offensive line will hold up against what A&M brings to the table as far as their defensive line? They don't have a super stud edge rusher, but they've got good players. And what do you think Durkin will try to dial up? He He had Sam Williams playing at the top of his game last year. Different deal this year. What do you expect to see Durkin try to do to make Rodgers uncomfortable? Yeah, that's a great question. And one thing, and I think you're right about it too, I mean, they don't have a Sam Williams. And I thought they, Ole Miss really utilized him well last year, moved him around, uh, put him on that right tackle spot. Had him When the game was still in doubt on that, that drive that uh, basically the, the Ole Miss defense shut State's hopes out, it was because of Sam Williams. I mean, the, the way they utilized him was huge. Now, this A&M team has not done a good job rushing the passer. And that's the thing, you go look at those numbers, it's like you, the perception is, well, these guys have recruited all these four- and five-star guys, the pass rush has got to be great. It hadn't been. If memory serves me correct, they've only got, you know, I think, like five sacks on the year. I think that's right. But they have not done a great job getting a quarterback on the ground. And so if you're Will Rogers, you, you got to know that. But, I, you know, I, I think where State has probably the ability to make some plays here is the fact that uh, there's some interior defensive linemen on that Aggie defense that have been banged up, and some guys haven't been playing. And so you got to keep Will Rogers upright. But I do think that we'll see some sneaky stuff. Uh, they have played a lot of three-man fronts. They mix it up with their coverages and play some nickel and some dime stuff. But I expect to see some guys come off that edge. Maybe you walk a safety up. Uh, maybe you bring a middle blitz to make Will uncomfortable. But I don't think they're going to sit back like they did last year and just let Will carve them up. Hmm. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, boy, this one's it's beyond big because you pulled a super crappy schedule if you're MSU 1, all in all. And then your two East teams are at Kentucky, where Kentucky's not what they were, you know, in 1988. And you play George at home. So... Unlike, you know, you got some other teams who have some wiggle room with their draws. Uh, Kind of frame up. If you don't get this one, Steve, it's tough sledding. 
Yeah, it could be. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And when you look at the stretch that's coming up, this is the defining stretch in the schedule. I don't think anybody could argue against it. A&M at home, Arkansas at home, and you go to Kentucky, and, and Kentucky has been good at home. The you know, state's lost there the last three trips up there. I, do, I think this Kentucky team is a little bit overvalued, to be quite honest with you. And it's like, how how good are they? Because like when they beat Florida, we're like, God, that's a loud win. And then you look at Florida since then, uh, that, that has lost a little bit of its luster. But um, you got to go take care of business this, this weekend against A&M. This is an A&M team that's not great. It's a team that's not going to score a lot of points. You get them at home. You've won five of eight in the series. And I think there's probably a lot of people in the SEC media that don't know that, which is amazing to me. You know, it's like they always they always talk about, well, you know, it's just Mississippi State. And you look at the record against Arkansas and you look at the record against A&M, you know. And so these, these are games that are, that are basically your contemporaries. Forget the budget at A&M. When you look at what they have done since they've joined the league, they're very comparable to Mississippi State. So you got to go out there. You get a team that is basically a toss-up game in your own venue. You've got to go win that game. And so I don't think there's a lot of pressure on Mississippi State, but I think there is a level of urgency. They get these next two games, especially the ones at home, are going to determine if this is just an average season or a good season. If you get all three of these games, it could be a great season. Uh, but the reality of it is, is these next three weeks will define the season for Mississippi State and you're in year three with Mike Leach. And so, you know, you go out there and you post a 6-6 six and six and a 7-5 record. I mean, it, it's not a great thing when you consider you may be a confidence level from the fan base. You go out here and you win, win these next three ball games, and all of a sudden you look up and you're 6-1 and one, uh, heading down the stretch. There's going to be a lot of confidence down the stretch, but it all starts this weekend with A&M. you got to go win this game. How concerned are you that the game could be too big? Uh, the last two big games that they've played, uh, you felt like, the moment got a little too big for him. And that was the Golden Egg game last year, the LSU game in Baton Rouge. Uh, how concerned yeah. are you with that? It may not be a pattern yet, but, you know, going into the weekend against a and i I'm really not this week because I think because of the fact that I, I think State's had some success against Texas A&M since Mike Leach has been in the league. That's I true. think these guys feel like we can play with these guys. You know, I think – you, know, you lost a couple of egg balls, well, then, yeah, you feel like, you know what, hey, we're having trouble beating these guys. you got to turn it around. So a lot of that pressure is self-imposed. And I think, you know, that trip to Kentucky could be one where the moment proves to be big if you're not careful because of the fact that you haven't had success on the road in Lexington. But I think because of the familiarity with the team and the fact that, you know, let's be honest, State probably should have won that game at College Station last year with a little more margin to work with. And so – I think they feel confident about that. You know, Arkansas, that's again, they've lost the last two, but I think everybody probably realizes that State gave both of those games away. And so I think there's a confidence level for these next two games, knowing that they can play with these guys. I think the question, that, like when you played LSU, is you go on the road and we haven't had a lot of success there, and people can say what they want to, but that, that pressure's in the room. I don't care what anybody says or does. Kids are not oblivious to the fact they haven't had a lot of success down there. And so – uh, I think that proved to be a little bit big late. I think it's one of those things too. It's like that, like the guy that's running the half marathon. It's like you get you get a mile over your PR. It comes to distance. You've been thinking, man, I'm really doing it, and all of a sudden, the anxiety takes over. Oh my gosh, I've never run this far before. And I think that's kind of what happens in games like that. That's where your leadership's got to step up. And your seniors, and this is a veteran team. I mean, I know that a lot of these guys don't have maybe the snaps uh, that maybe you'd like to have because they're just kind of waited their turn. 
But if you're Mississippi State and you look at the fact that you're one of the most experienced and older teams in this league, and Jimbo pointed that out, that you know, 20 of State's 22 on defense are juniors or seniors. You know, so it's time for those older guys, those experienced guys, to lead this team and take a step forward as a program this year. All right, we'll leave it. Th- uh, you want to give us a – I mean, I know where you're going, but uh, I know you're picking Mississippi State. Um, you want to give us a prediction? Well, I would love to go stay at the Golden Moon. I haven't played golf in forever, but uh, <laughs> I know I'm eligible for this. But uh, I, I would uh, – yeah, I, I think State wins it maybe 24-20. to 20. Um, and that might be on the high side a little bit. I, I think if, if State can come out hot like they have – the previous three few ball games offensively, they come out hot, and, and all of a sudden the pressure shifts to Ole Miss and shifts to Mississippi Department, to A&M, and, and shifts to Max Johnson. I think you might see a little more margin, but I do think it's it's going to be similar to last year's game, but probably goes down to the final possession. I agree. I do think it is going to be super tight and pretty much low scoring. All right. Uh, Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Um, Steve's in line with where I was. I was talking earlier in the show. You know, I expect both games to be low scoring for this day and age in the 24-21 range. And what he's, hey, here's the deal. Can Mississippi State score throwing the ball in the red zone? Especially inside the 10 or the 5. Now, I don't know if you can get Marks or Dylan Johnson in the end zone against a stingy good red zone scoring efficiency um, defensive scoring efficiency defense like A&M that will be interesting to see and then of course A&M can't score well I guess you're hoping they don't even get in the red zone right could it be a field goal kicking day it's supposed to be a beautiful day I haven't checked any you know kind of like the wind go now you know you've got that storm that can you know affect 900 miles away as far as wind and the breeze and so on. You've got the hurricane in the Gulf. But when you're talking about lining up on the left or right hash mark um, in, in a close game, whether it's in Oxford or Starkville, 35, 40, 45 yard field goals, I think that's something to look at too. Now, the weather should be perfect, but I haven't checked as far as uh, whether we'll have some wind gusts and so on. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Hour number three of the Out of Bounds Show. Next.